I'm Christina. And I'm Megan. And, and this, this is, is the, the Aftermath of Sex. Hello. Here we are back for another birth adventure. Whoop, whoop. I know. I'm excited. We have some good tales to tell today. Yes. Thank you for what? What was that? I'm not sure. She, language, <laughs> friend, language. English, yeah. preferably. Yeah. Today. Right. Okay. I was going to say thank you, everyone, oh. for turning in <laughs> their birth stories. Yeah. We've been overwhelmed with some just yeah. lovely individuals who are sharing their story. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's been really great. I don't know if it's just because you want to get some free merch. Yeah. For our drawing. Yeah. Or if it's because you want to archive your story forever yeah. in the aftermath of sex podcast land. Yeah. It what is, a cool thing. It's like you're famous actually. Yeah. I just thought of that. Yeah. You're famous forever now. Forever. Yeah. And ever, and your kids can go listen. Yeah. Super cool. Super cool. So keep sending your birth stories. And your veggie tales. And your veggie tales. And your first monarchy stories. Yeah. And your granny tales. Yeah. And your titty tribulations. Yes. Yes. And your breastimonials. Should we keep going? Do you have more? All the things. I don't know. I don't know. She was like, <laughs> I ran out. <laughs> Um, but if you have a story to share, remember you can be anonymous. Yeah. So you don't have to tell us who you are. Uh, well, we don't have to share who you are. Yeah. Um, you go to www.theaos411.com. Well done. And you just pick a form and fill her out. Yep. And then we'll share your story eventually. Yeah. On our little show. Yep. It'll be a good time. Thanks, guys. Okay, well, do it right now. Shall we? Don't oh, wait. Oh, yeah, do it right now. I thought she was right talking now. to me. <laughs> she was like, tell the story now. No, go oh, yeah. write your stories. Yeah, write your stories. That's There's right not a too boring story. There's not a too embarrassing story. We want it all. Yeah, we want to hear it. Okay. Well, should we hear a birth story? Yeah. Okay. All Let's right. do it. Okay, so this birth story was submitted by Trisha. Thank you, Trisha. She writes my birth story. Being pregnant and giving birth are both unexplainable experiences. No matter how many pregnant people I knew or heard about birth from, it couldn't begin to prepare me for the miracle that happens to a woman's body. Growing a life, being connected to another human, bringing a baby into this world is the most beautiful life experience. I would agree with that. Too. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, she says, this is my birth story. And she wrote this in her blog. Yeah. Which is super cool. Yes. And she's very... Time and date oriented, yeah, which is super cool, yeah, because it'll give you an idea of, yeah, time. I just think back on mine, it's like a blur, mm -hmm. but she is very uh linear, yeah, and I love that. I know it's great, it's yeah, like lay it out for us, okay, okay. So, Sunday, February 26th, 2017, my due date was four days away, March 2nd, but I knew in my heart baby T was going to arrive in February. From the day I learned her due date, I said, 
She will be born the end of February. <laughs> I even had the date circled at work. That's hilarious. Oh, that's great. Yeah, seriously. Something felt off that Sunday night. I kept getting up to use the bathroom, but nothing was happening. Later, I found out that it was the start of contractions. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Monday, February 27th. The next morning, I woke up feeling groggy from a lack of sleep that night. Yeah. I was scheduled to work for four hours that morning. Once I arrived at work, I finally started to understand what was happening. I realized I didn't have to go to the bathroom at all. Contractions put, uh, push on your rectum and it feels like you're constipated. Yes, it does. It does. The tension in my body was coming in con uh, consistent waves. It was around 10 a.m. that I decided I was having contractions. I timed them and they were coming about every seven minutes. Excellent. My husband was the first person I told. He thought they were just Braxton Hicks since his <laughs> first pregnancies go past their due dates. That's so funny. No, that is. That's... He's like, temper your expectations, yeah. ma'am. <laughs> right. These are just the Braxton Hicks. <laughs> I'm the expert. I know. I knew that if they were coming consistently, I was going to have baby tea that night. You're right, uh, bro, because you knew. Mamas know. Yeah. But well, I, I applaud your husband. Yeah. He was for... just being conservative about the whole situation. Yeah. <laughs> Multiple people told me they couldn't believe it. Uh, I went to work. Honestly, I'm glad I could go through the early stages of labor while being busy because those contractions were nothing compared to what was to come. Amen. Amen sister. Yeah. <laughs> My husband and I got into an argument when I got home. Oh. He did not believe that we were going to have a baby that night and that I just wanted her born in February because that is what I had been saying my whole pregnancy. Oh my gosh, they fought about it. Oh man, why did he think he was going to win? Uh, yeah. Why not just say, okay, babe? Uh, and then because it, it try to rest. declare itself, right? Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, He's like, no, I'm. <laughs> yeah. I can't explain it. There were so many aspects during pregnancy that I was sure of. I knew I was pregnant at two weeks. I knew we were having a girl. And I also knew she was going to be born in February. I love that. God put those things on my heart and they all ended up being true. My husband had to be at work. So my best friend, um, came over to keep me distracted while my contractions got closer together. Yeah. Cause he didn't believe you. Girl. He was like, I'm, he was like, I'm out. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> no. Around 7 PM. I decided it was time for my husband to come home. An hour later, my contractions were about three to four minutes apart and we headed to the birthing center. And he said, I'm sorry, babe. Yeah. I love you so much. I hope so. <laughs> Uh, the Alaska Family Health and Birth Center was amazing. The room we were in was set up just like a bedroom with a bathroom, shower, tub, and bed. I set up. They do have beautiful birthing the, rooms. Yeah. Yeah. That's lovely. I set up lime and lavender in the diffuser mm. while my husband turned on Sam Smith. I never thought to mix lime with lavender. I'm going to give it a go. That it does sound really nice. It does. It sounds fresh and refreshing. And re yeah. And relaxing. Mm, relaxing. Yeah. Stimulating to the senses with the lime, you know? Anyway. Yeah. Put the lime and the coconut. Mix it all up. <laughs> Christine and Sorry. I have two totally different thoughts about lime. <laughs> okay. Uh, four centimeters dilated. The midwives checked my um, dilation and then left us to continue birth together. I really appreciated the solitude. My husband was the only person I wanted close. Our birth plan had already been reviewed at previous appointments and they knew exactly what I wanted. They came to check in on us every 30 minutes. During those checkups, they would take my blood pressure, check baby T's heartbeat, ask about my contractions, and time them. Time mm -hmm. was going by pretty fast. 
Eating was extremely difficult, so I drank coconut water. See? Kefir. But yeah. the lime and the coconut. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Oh, I took each contraction as it came. Our atmosphere was peaceful, and my husband was the biggest support. As oh. the contractions got more difficult, I spent a lot of time in the shower with the yes. hot water streaming down my back. That so water nice. A couple of hours had gone by, and I climbed into the birthing pool. My contractions weren't being timed, and I had no idea how close I was I was to giving birth. Our midwife started laying out plastic, so I thought baby tea could be coming soon. In my mind, this meant it was time to start pushing, but I was way off, and my contractions would get way worse. Oh. Tuesday, February 28th. Okay, we're on a different day. <laughs> yep, we're on a different day. At this time. Wait. So this when is, did she go in? She went in Monday. She went in Monday. Yeah, the story starts on Sunday. Sunday, yeah. <clears throat> and then Monday, and now we're at Tuesday. Okay, so I'm following. I'm talking. Yeah, she labored all day Monday. Um, at this time, it was about midnight, and our midwife had come in with a couple more midwives. Uh, she had just taken Baby T's heartbeat, and something was wrong. Okay. Oh no! Baby T's heart was skipping a beat. They suggested that we should drive to the hospital four blocks away. So that we could be monitored, uh, so we could monitor baby T consistently. I laid down so they could check my dilation. Seven centimeters dilated. I hadn't laid down or even sat down since my contractions had started. Because of the pressure being put on my stomach in the uncomfortable position, I started throwing up. Um. After the third heave, my water burst. Oh. Okay. Okay. Throwing up is not discouraged. No. Yeah. You know, some people will throw up the, and have a baby and, at the same yeah, time. Yeah, I've seen it. It's it just, just like, it just happens. It's kind of incredible. It, when it, does. it works great. Yeah. Yeah. Hardly any, like, effort. Just, and laughing. Laughing, laughing helps, too. Yeah. I actually had somebody who yeah. just laughed their baby out the other day. Oh, it was recently, yeah. We were all laughing. Yeah. And out came her baby. I know, and I was great. like, oh my goodness, you literally just laughed her baby out. She didn't push. She was literally just oh laughing. It was hilarious. So yeah, I love that for her. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Back to Trisha. <laughs> Everything started to speed up. Yes. My husband remembers it differently, but this went by very fast for me. Her I, husband. I would love to hear his perspective. Yeah, me too. I he know. sounds like a hoot. Yeah, yeah. We got into our car with the midwife and headed to the hospital. <laughs> Two more midwives met us there. Once upstairs, we were placed in a tiny corner room. I had met with a doctor once during my pregnancy, so I knew she or one of her people would be delivering baby tea. Once we got to the hospital, everything was kind of a blur. There was seven or eight of us crammed into the small room. They had me change into a hospital gown and use the restroom. Using the bathroom at that point was the worst thing possible because I preferred to stand up during my contractions. Mm. I felt in the most control that way. Plus they took me away from my husband. Even though it was only a minute or two, I was not happy at all. After using the restroom, they hooked up my belly up to a monitor. Baby T's heart was beating perfectly and it never skipped a beat again. So one of the hardest things is to like have a plan and an expectation and be in the middle of an active labor and have to move locations yeah. to somewhere you never saw yourself birthing. Like that is so sad. It is. And it's, it's really like, hard to, you know, keep your composure and keep your ability to cope with everything that's going on yeah. when you're moving and going to a different place. Yeah. And kind of mourning like the loss of what you were hoping or yeah. life would look like. You know? Yeah. 
There were so many of us in the room because three midwives came in with us, and I am so thankful they did. They filled in the hospital staff of our birthing plan, held one of my hands, cheered me on, and consistently gave me water through a straw. Excellent. Yeah, my husband was even more of a rock star at this point. He did whatever I asked and stayed by my side, rubbing my back, holding my hand, and encouraging the crap out of me. My contractions were getting so intense. I was to the point where I thought I couldn't do it. I wanted to give up. In my mind, I kept saying, don't ask for drugs. Mm. And if they offer any drugs, you have to say no. My husband and our midwives just kept encouraging me. I stood at the side of the hospital bed. It was time to start pushing. Every contraction, I would crouch down, push, put my face into a pillow, and scream my lungs out. Every break, I would stand up, breathe, and drink some water. Another contraction happened, and the doctor told me that she could see the head, and it was full of hair. Another mm. contraction, and baby tea popped out. Oh, my. The doctor Two bushes. <laughs> Girl. Yeah, no kidding. The doctor grabbed my hand and put oh, him around baby T as she started to come out. Maybe it was more than a cup. Chest. Sorry. Will you say that again? I interrupted you. No, I was saying, oh man, two pushes, but she said every contraction. So yeah. it probably was a little bit. A little okay. bit more. The doctor grabbed my hand and pulled them around baby T as she started to come out. I pulled her up to my chest. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, I love that. Uh, February 28th, 2017, 3.45 a.m. She was here. The birthing she was hour. here. It was so calm having her in my arms. The hard part was over and my baby girl was here. This is my birth story. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. I know. It's really it a little nice. traumatic. It was. The transfer in the yeah. middle. But, you know, the difference between the hospital and the birth center is one of the differences. Yeah. There's several. But one of the differences is the Doppler monitoring that they can do at the birth center is... Um, like intermittent, it's before, during, and after contraction. Mm -hmm. Whereas at the hospital, we have access to continuous monitoring. So if there's a, we can look at patterns and right and, and see. Patterns. Whereas they're limited at the birth center, and they aren't able by law, they're not able to do continuous monitoring. Yeah. 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 So well, I'm glad it all worked out. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Okay, so we have another wonderful birth story from our dear friend, Faith, who is amazing. She's and so we amazing. love to sing her praises every time we talk about her yeah. because she is the reason we have a cool logo. Yeah. She's the reason we have some cool birth adventures. She's the reason we have such good support. Yeah, she really just, is awesome. Thanks, Faith, for we being love so you. awesome. And we love you. It's just so great. Yes. So um, here's her story. There is a rumor about third pregnancies that circulates the birthing world. Yeah, should we just talk about that for a second? Sure. Because this is really quite an interesting phenomenon that happens in our yeah. world. And it, I warn people about the third baby all the time. It happens. It's so bizarre. It It is. Yeah. It's crazy. It is. Because they'll just like, it's like they're never coming. It's like they just are never going to come ever. It's the babies. Just the babies. They're it's just like they're never ever going to come. Pregnant forever. Forever. And, and then like, bam, they're there. Then suddenly, <laughs> from out of nowhere, a baby appears. Yeah. Here I am. Were you ready? Well, no, we weren't ready, we weren't ready. because two minutes ago, you were two centimeters. Right. And now, like, I don't understand how it happens. I don't know. It's so bizarre. And it's third babies primarily. Third babies. I mean, it can happen, obviously, with it. Right. But but it seems third like babies. third babies and they're tricky. So it's hard to predict. Yeah. So you can have a mom who's like 
going from zero to a hundred yeah. in 23 days, yeah. or it seems like five minutes yeah. and it's all encompassed in one story. It's crazy. It is. So let's I'm see how this turns story. out. Okay. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing. And there's no rhyme or reason to it. It's no. just, it's just one of those like things. So it's I usually tell moms like, okay, third babies are tricky. Yeah. They, that there's either one or two things that happen. They take forever and then all of a sudden they come yeah. or you have no time to even pack your bags. Yeah. Then baby's here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Third babies. Third babies. So she says, it is not a rumor of ease and comfort <laughs> for all of nine months. I tried to set aside my fears and expectations and just live in the moment and let come what may. I love that. I do too. That is so much easier to say than it is to do. Yeah. Yes, it yeah. is. Especially as a labor nurse. Yeah. You just know all the things. Yeah. yeah. I felt bigger with this pregnancy than I did with my others. This was my COVID baby. And I used to joke that I must be eating my feelings. <laughs> I wasn't actually gaining any more weight. But by the time I was 32 weeks, I felt the same as I did when I was full term with my other two kids. Well, Ooh, that's interesting. Oh, Yeah. yeah. By the time I was 36 weeks, I was so uncomfortable that I needed two pillows between my legs in order to not feel like I was crushing a baby skull on my pelvis. Oh. oh, it must have been low. My other two weighed six pounds each. At my 36-week appointment, I said something to my OB, and she did some Leopold's and assured me that he was right on track to be another little baby. Fast forward to around 40 weeks, six days, oh, dear, my friend. I was still pregnant, still uncomfortable, and still working full-time. Go girl, man. My OB scheduled me for an induction. My last induction took all of a couple of hours, but I was trying not to set any expectations. Let come what may. My husband and I got to the hospital first thing in the morning and according to plan, started some misoprostol. Um, I determined determinedly walked myself up and down the stairs from one floor to another, field tripping it all over the hospital. If this labor took a long time, it would, wouldn't be for a lack of movement on my part. You go, girl. I took miso the whole day with no cervical change to speak of. Oh, boy, I have a feeling. Yeah, I know what too. way this is going. Yeah. My day shift nurse gave report to my night shift nurse, and we continued on. By light. By late evening, my contractions were getting painful enough that I didn't feel comfortable continuing with the misoprostol. Okay. My cervix had made a little bit of change, so we took a break from the miso, um, and I tried to see if I could just kick into labor on my own. No luck. A couple of hours later, um, my OB recommended I get started on uh, some Pitocin. I knew in my heart that this is where we were headed. I was disappointed and scared. I hated that I was a labor nurse and that I knew all the things. You just said that. Yeah. It's great. I remembered every scary birth story I'd witnessed over the years, and they played in my mind like a movie reel if I felt trapped inside. Oh, man. Yeah. Kind of a terrifying place to be in the yeah. middle of labor. Or, well, trying to get there anyway. Yeah. We started Pitocin around midnight. I was around five centimeters. I began feeling real labor contractions soon after that. They brought back memories of my other deliveries. They made me center myself. Hmm, good. I, I stopped writing my own story in my head. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hmm. She stopped writing her own story and just probably let it happen. Let it be. That's so good. Yeah. 
They brought me back to the moment. I truly couldn't focus on anything else. A couple hours later, my OB popped in to check on me. I was five to six centimeters. A couple hours later? Mm-hmm. Only five to six centimeters after being five? Mm-hmm. She broke my water. Uh-huh. I'm not sure what happened after that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about trying to use the tub. I thought about getting in the shower. The only thing I really managed to do was to stand in the room and sway back and forth while hanging on my husband's neck. It is a funny, um, it is a fun, it is funny how you lose all sense of time during labor. So yeah, true. Yeah. By 5 a.m., I really wanted to push. Oh my gosh, it's 5 a.m. The contractions were kind of pushing themselves. My nurse checked me only eight centimeters. I started feeling frantic. Now what? Oh, I couldn't no. do this forever. I needed no. some relief. I don't remember anyone checking me or knowing that I was complete. I just know that around 6 a.m. I started to push for reals. Yeah. Okay. So she just went like yeah. from 5 o'clock to 6 a.m., yeah. eight centimeters. Yeah. With my other two deliveries, when I pushed, I knew I was doing something. I could feel movement. With this baby, I would push with everything I had and nothing would change. Oh. <sighs> There was nothing happening inside me. I wasn't moving him. It was so scary because I felt trapped in this world of pain and <coughs> and I couldn't get out. I was just so exhausted. In between contractions, I would melt into the bed and basically go unconscious for a minute or two. She must have been so tired. Yeah. Um, my husband later told me he would hold his hand on my wrist to check my pulse in between contractions because it looked like I was dead. Oh, my God. That's so sad. How terrified was he? Poor guy. Oh. Yeah. She must have been so out of it. Yeah, she must have been. I had managed to kind of not pay attention to the fetal heart rate monitor, but then I vaguely noticed my nurse moving it around, switching signs, trying more gel. The energy in the room changed. I knew that something was happening. She couldn't find his heartbeat. My worst fear was happening. I felt like everything was going in slow motion. I heard the words FSE. My nurse was rustling around with package on the side of the bed. Other nurses came running in. Voices were raised. One nurse crowded my husband out of the way and put an oxygen mask on my face. Still no heart rate. Oh, my gosh. This is intense. She knows what all this means. Yeah. Like, yeah. My doctor dropped the FSE and looked at me and said what I had heard her say so many other times to other moms in the same situation. I think we need to use the vacuum to help him out. I could only shake my head in frustration. He needs to come out, Faith. I knew he did. I was trying my hardest. This could not be happening right now. I felt a contraction building and with it, a wave of determination. I knew this was my last chance to avoid the vacuum. I decided right then and there that I was writing my own damn birth story. No, this one's getting me. Seriously. Sorry. I just had to take a moment. Um, wow. <laughs> okay. Oh, I might have to take this pause out. It's pretty long. <laughs> She gets me every time. We're not even at the end. Okay, Faith, you're you're a beautiful writer. I grabbed my legs and I pushed with every ounce of my being. It felt like I was watching it unfold from the third person. I could hear myself making this primal growling noise while I pushed and watched his head slide out and then his body. 
And then I collapsed back onto the bed with his body on top of me. And my first words were, he's huge. <laughs> Not six pounds. His long body stretched from my chin down to my vagina. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I never felt such relief as I did when he cried. His big purple face squished into an angry scowl. And he gave me a lusty scream. My husband cried, too. Yeah. How could you? Yeah. Not that so intense. Yeah, it really is. Um. He was almost nine pounds oh, and 22 inches long. Goodness. That's, yeah, that's he, a solid babe. He was thicker than the others. <laughs> yeah. I pushed for almost an hour after only pushing for five to 10 minutes with my previous babies. I have no idea how he fit inside yeah. me. The day after he was born, I looked in the mirror and held him in front of me. And I tried to figure out how he could have scrunched <laughs> his huge self into my belly. No wonder I was uncomfortable. His left ear and the toes on his right side remained a little squished to this day. <laughs> he was roughly three pounds heavier oh. and three inches longer than either of my other babies. He's been lovingly nicknamed Moose. Oh. <laughs> my heart is pregnancy and delivery and during a pandemic of all things. Every time I kiss his little head, folded ear, and wiggle his squished toes, I remember that I can do hard things. Oh. Yep. Um, I wrote this quote in my journal the day before I went in for my induction, and it was so fitting. Yep. Sorry. That's okay. Sometimes the fear does not subside, and that one must choose to do it afraid. Oh, my gosh. She said is by Elizabeth Elliot. So good. So good, Faith. But I can't help but cry. I know. Well, Faith, you had me crying this time. Wow. Super cool. What yeah. a good story. What a great story. Faith. What a powerful story. And yeah. a scary story. Yeah. And yeah. All of those things. Thank you so much. Thanks, Faith. You're amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you all yeah. for your birth stories today. Yeah, we you. hope that you listeners out there are inspired, uh, feel validated. Yeah. And um, are encouraged to, to share your stories. Yeah. We hope you feel enlightened today. Bye. Bye.